0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, April 19th, 2021. It has been 186 days since Tony nominations were announced on Broadway Radio's Matt Tammanini.
1: And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves.
0: Ashley, we had two phenomenal episodes drop in the podcast feed over the weekend, but mm. only one of them did you get in full if you are not on True. Patreon. We dropped a little teaser for the first episode of Jan Simpson's All the Drama podcast in which she is looking back at the plays that have won the Pulitzer Prize winner for drama. She started with the 1918 winner Why Mary by playwright Jesse Lynch Williams. There was a little teaser in the regular feed. The full version is on our Patreon feed at patreon.com slash broadwayradio. That is where Every single one of these episodes will be until June, so if you want to hear all of this phenomenally intelligent discussion by the one and only Jan Simpson, head over to Patreon to get in on that now, or you will have to wait and suffer the worst case of theatrical FOMO that anybody has ever had. Correct. Um, the other episode was available in both feeds by the time you hear this, and that was this week's episode of This Week on Broadway, in which Peter, James, and Michael spoke with Doug Reside, who is the theater curator at the New York Public Library, which you and I talked about yeah. um, last week. Dream they did job. Got- Yeah, they got into that reanimation of Cabaret. They also talked about a lot of the other phenomenal works that they've done um, at the New York Public Library, including the Hal Prince exhibit, amongst many, many other things. So check out both of those episodes in our various podcast feeds and uh, get in all the goodness over at Patreon if you have not done so already. All right, Ashley. Ashley. I have been lamenting the fact over the past week or two <sighs> that you and Grace have had yeah. a run of doing the show on hey, days well when the done. big juicy news yeah. hits. Well, I'm not sure that this one is as juicy as some of the other ones because this is just yeah. like a development on the juicy stuff right. that you've already talked about. But, hey, but something at but, least. Yes, but we did get more news in the ongoing Scott Rudin saga, as on Saturday, the producer told The Washington Post that he would, quote, step back from active participation on our Broadway productions effective immediately. He added that he was, quote, taking steps that I should have taken years ago to address this behavior. In the statement, Rudin said, quote, much of uh, much has been written about my history of troubling interactions with colleagues, and I am profoundly sorry for the pain my behavior caused to individuals directly and indirectly. He continues writing, quote, I do not want any controversy associated with me to interrupt Broadway's well-deserved return, or specifically the return of the 1,500 people working on these shows. While that is a lot to unpack in just that sentence alone, I do agree. Like, I don't want to have to make Scott Rudin the focus of... Way too much attention when things open. So I at least agree with him on that point, even though there's a lot to get into, which we obviously will. (laughs) Um, As a reminder, though, Rudin is currently a lead producer on The Music Man and The Lehman Trilogy, which are scheduled to come to Broadway in the next year-ish, whenever that happens. Uh, But he is also a lead producer on West Side Story, To Kill a Mockingbird, and The Book of Mormon, which were all running When the theater shutdown happened a year ago, there has not yet been any clarification as to what stepping back means, nor any explanation as to why he's only stepping back from Broadway work and not from film projects as well. Now, Ashley, I know that you were fired up about this, and I'm going to say my piece and then turn it over to you to have the floor and go wherever your heart desires. (laughs) Um, But I just want to say this first. I know that as a producer of these shows that I just mentioned, especially the ones that have already opened, there is no legal or financial way to separate Rudin from them. He owns a stake in them and he will continue to be paid for as long as they run. That is just a fact. Like that's, he can't be completely separated from those five shows as long as they are still running. But I have serious doubts that him stepping back from active participation will have any impact at all. In fact, I don't understand what it's supposed to accomplish in, accomplish in the first place. Presumably, he will still be working on something in some capacity, yep. even if it's not active. So he's still going to have the opportunity to interact with and abuse colleagues. So to me, while this sounds like a nice first step on paper, and I sincerely hope that it proves to be a legitimate one, it actually appears to me to be far more about protecting the image and box office of his current shows than actually making any substantive changes despite his vague allusion to, you know, dealing with his issues.
1: This means absolutely nothing. Not a damn thing. It means less than nothing. I I, I don't know where to begin because I think you covered a lot of it. I mean, there, there's, there can be no separation here. Yeah. H- him saying, I'm going to step back from these productions, you're still... They're still your productions. This is still Scott Rudin Productions. You're making the money. So stepping back just means you're not going to be publicly facing, which essentially all that does is say, I want the heat taken off of me. Please focus on these Mm -hmm. shows. Well, the heat is well-deserved. It's not like, you know, you did something (laughs) that has absolutely no impact on the people around you. It's not like you made, like a small misstep and now you want to kind of you know step back and assess going forward how you're going to change like that's not going to happen this is just scott rudin saying let's please forget about this so i can continue to produce these shows and continue to make money off of them yeah Yeah,
0: if he was Uh, if he was to say i was sorry i didn't mean to interrupt but if he was just to say like these are, I own these shows, so the people in my office are going to continue running them. I am going to go step away and live in a, in a cottage in Maine. That would be oh, different than dream. what he's talking about now. Like, again, like we said, he owns these shows, or at least in part, so you can't completely separate him from him. But right, the fact that he is not going to be actively participating means that he will still be Participating. He'll still be participating, so that's he'll the still, issue. He'll
1: still be in the back, and that means he still has a say of what happens. So, if someone's not doing something to his liking, he may not be directly handling it. But you know, you're that person's not going to have a job anymore. That person's going to be blacklisted in some form or another. So he's still there, and now even worse, like he's like Big Brother in the background instead of like actively causing chaos which i don't believe is going to be the case anyway i mean the fact that he this is theater specific as you said and he's not stepping back from any film or television things so what does that mean like what is what does stepping back look like in those you know subsets of the industry like why is this only a theater thing is it because you know we're talking about theater reopening uh and that's where a lot of that hollywood reporter piece lies i guess but it doesn't it doesn't really I, I and also because, you know, shows can close so easily. But a Scott Rudin production is not gonna close very easily because he does everything he can do, ethically or not, to make sure they open. Except for Shuffle Along, but that's another well, topic. Well, yeah, exactly. There's that <laughs> bit. But, yeah, as you said, like, the one thing about that is the controversy – him saying that he doesn't want, like, the shows being surrounded in controversy because of him and, and you know, him being the focal point of every one of these shows is you- – I I think about West Side story and when we were talking about that before it opened with the Amar Ramasar casting and how rightfully so, that was such a big part of the cast or a big Mm -hmm. part of the controversy and a big part of the news, and really the only thing we talked about in regards to it, as we should have, and how Rudin was doubling down on that. So I think about that and I think about, you know, him stepping back now to try and avoid controversy. That's it means so little to me because this has always been the case. He's always his shows have always been surrounded in controversy, whether it be that, whether it be Shuffle Along, where he literally sued people because where he literally sued Audra McDonald because she got pregnant and quote unquote take tanked the show, which was obviously not the case. It's just it's it's so empty and vapid to me. And the thing of this is like. Going forward, if you're stepping back, it means you're taking all the ownership off of you when you should be actively trying to make amends to whatever whatever form of reparations that you can figure out. Stepping back completely takes the onus off of you, takes away any responsibility because you say, I'm going to go in the shadows and not be in the front of all this. No, that's not what I want you to do. I want you to actively be changing the industry for the better when you have – tanked it for decades.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing, like this statement didn't come out the day after the initial Hollywood reporter story no. came out. That would this would have been a more acceptable statement then. But he had what a week, a week and a half afterwards to yeah, come up with something have... a little more concrete. If this statement had been I am stepping back from active participation in our Broadway productions so that I can do this 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 and this uh yeah. d- dealing with you know, getting counseling or trying to, like you said, make amends, make reparations, that would have carried a lot more weight. Uh, And that's where the problem is. I said, I, I hope that this is, you know, becomes a legitimate first step. But I don't think that in the decades that we have known who Scott Rudin is, I mean, there was a movie made about him being a horrible <laughs> boss and which a horrible we person. Which you talked about,
1: which yeah. you know, Grace and I mentioned, because you had brought it up at our group ch- uh, group yeah, chat. S- of swimming like, with sharks. Yeah, exactly. Like, and of this course, is, it
0: starred Kevin Spacey I know, as even more fitting. It whatever. couldn't
1: be more poetic. But that's the thing. Like, Even, you know, we've talked about it a couple times now, but the Hollywood Reporter piece came 11 years after another Hollywood Reporter piece, which was entirely about what an asshole he was. And in that piece, 11 years ago, he claimed that he had changed and grown up so now we're witnessing 11 years in the future from that which is clearly he's clearly not changed a grown up in his statement a week and a half after that story is i'm stepping back but i'm not really accepting any account- accountability just don't look at me <laughs> like don't put yeah. the spotlight on me like so what, is, what does any of that mean it means nothing it means nothing we're going to
0: talk more about this whole situation uh here in a minute but i just think that A rule of thumb, which doesn't apply to every situation, but in a lot of situations, I think, where there are public apologies that are made. I think it is very telling if the person apologizing or uh, look hoping to appear to be apologizing does not specify exactly what they are apologizing exactly. for and rudin says that he's sorry for the pain my behavior caused Biggest individuals red flag. directly or indirectly Biggest what red does that flag. mean
1: yeah
0: does that mean like you leave, you cut your toenails and you leave them on a desk like what does yeah. that mean does it mean that you like sing show tunes loudly while other people are working like you mm-hmm. aren't saying what it is that you're uh, that you're apologizing for, and I think that's the big tell it's from Scott Rudin's It's such a
1: profound piece. lack of awareness for someone who's clearly so aware of his personhood.
0: Very well said. All right, Ashley, let's go from talking about that garbage to talking about something <laughs> that is actually really yeah. exciting as we as we welcome in a new sponsor to our family, Upstart. At this point in time, especially when so much is going on in the world with jobs and finances, it is always scary when you are carrying a credit card balance. You have to open up that statement every month trying to see how much you owe and how much interest has gone into uh, your debt column. High interest rates make it incredibly difficult to pay off your debt, but... Our friends at Upstart can help, so it's time for you to join thousands upon thousands of happy borrowers who made their final payment thanks to Upstart.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get physically ill when I look at my credit card statements every month, so really great to have Upstart on board with them. You can pay off all your debt online quickly and easily, whatever that debt looks like to you. That could be credit cards, funding, personal expenses, condo- consolidated loans, all of it. One of the best things about Upstart, because I'm so personally anti-credit score, I hate it so much. We're like the only country who uses it. Upstart looks at more than that and checks out your employment history and income. What you do is you do a quick rate check and you can see your rate upfront and Five minutes for loans between $1,000 to all the way up to $50,000. And you get that money fast, like one business day after accepting your loan fast. Really hard to beat that. So get in and become one of the half a million people who use Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment now.
0: Yeah. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Broadway.
1: That's upstart, U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash Broadway. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you.
0: Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application.
1: Again, go to upstart.com slash Broadway.
0: All right, Ashley, as promised, there is more to discuss when it comes to the fallout of Scott Rudin's Mm. statement. A few hours after The Washington Post published its story, the Hollywood reporter's Tatiana Siegel, who actually wrote the expose that started all of this a week and a half ago, released a follow up piece detailing what was going on behind the scenes in Rudin's orbit, primarily amongst the above the title stars of the upcoming revival of The Music Man. According to Siegel, through multiple conference calls of the show's stakeholders, the musical star Hugh Jackman, quote, never made any ultimatums or threatened to leave the show. However, he did firmly believe that something needed to be done in a very vague white man kind of way. However, according to Siegel's source, the production's and the librarian, Sutton Foster, said that she would be leaving the production if Rudin did not step back. We will talk more about Foster in a second, but The Hollywood Reporter's story goes on to say, quote, There is a sentiment of apathy about the Rudin revelations among many of the play's decision makers, mm-hmm. which honestly, Ashley, is why... Scott Rudin was allowed to continue doing this for as long as he
1: did. Exactly. Now,
0: now, on Sunday, Sutton Foster actually did an Instagram Live in which she addressed the entire situation. Mm. She said that the reason she did not speak out immediately was because she wanted to think through the situation, presumably, as has been reported um, about both her and Hugh, taking into consideration all of the jobs that were attached to the show Mm. and could be impacted uh, if it was canceled, she said, quote, I needed to step back and make sure the decision I made was mine and not based on the noise of social media. Now, despite the reticence to engage right away, Sutton uh, did say that she believed that the only positive outcome from the situation was the one that ultimately occurred with Rudin stepping back. She continued saying, quote, I know Hugh feels the same way. And I know we've both committed to creating an amazing environment for everybody involved. And that's great. And I don't, think she's um, wrong in this. However, the people who were most... Victimized by Rudin weren't the people who were in the rehearsal rooms; they were the people who were in his offices. So it's just it's a little bit of a disconnect, and I don't think it's a straw man, and I don't think it's a you know any kind of you know misdirect by them. But I just feel like it's a little missing the point. But
1: I mean, I want to I want to say to an extent because as far as as far as we know, and uh, you know, offices versus the the stage, yeah, offices versus the stage thing. Again, we already mentioned shuffle along. Like, there's clearly different levels of his kind of, uh, you know,
0: abuse. He's bitter and vindictive on every aspect of his business. But um, Sutton did go on to thank and praise everyone who spoke out and took a stand. She specifically talked about the bravery that Karen Olivo showed. Um, Actually, I know that in today's environment, we all want. To respond to things immediately, we want big name people to respond to everything right away and come out forcibly. I um, am guilty of that, you know. Whenever we see something that uh, invokes strong emotions, but there were a lot of people calling out Hugh and Sutton over the last week, um, and rightfully so. I think Brandon Uranowitz
1: is the biggest. Yeah, Brandon Uranowitz.
0: Yeah, and we did it here uh, on this show as well. Right, but I do think that it is fair to give people space to figure out how to best handle these situations maybe not emotionally but like logistically um because it there's a lot of moving parts to figure out especially because as we have now learned from the Hollywood reporter Sutton was actually actively working to address it behind the scenes
1: for sure and you know we keep talking about it and just like where the onus lies when you have actors you know whether they're going to speak out or not and the two i I didn't know that sutton did an instagram live so i'd be really interested to see that after we're done recording but the fact that you know she's spoken out karen olivo has spoken out uh the fact that it's (laughs) kind of laid on these two women to speak is always fitting i guess I'm, I'm aggravated by that i'm i am most aggravated at this point still about hugh jackman and i get like that border that line of they need to figure things out versus n- not speaking out at all but it's still very a frustrating to, there, for him
0: there's a way to straddle that line and say something that I don't condone abuse yes. of any kind in the workplace or anywhere but especially you know, in the workplace blah 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 even there's a way to do even that. Even
1: if it's as vague as that because right now we have vague but like through the third party of being it being through the Hollywood Reporter and being through yeah. Sutton like right now yeah. we have nothing in his voice that's even vague.
0: Yeah. Um, real quick let's wrap up the and topic for today Ashley. I had sent something in our aforementioned group text and many more intelligent people about or than I have posted about it but thanks to a thread from equity member Stephanie Fry, it does not appear that it is possible for AEA to put Scott Rudin on the Do Not Work list, at least right now. Mm. It has to do with him being a member of the Broadway League and the League being a signatory on the production contract, so it is actually not legally possible. There's this thing called a no-strike clause, and it goes from there. I will have a link in the thread uh, or to the thread in the show notes if you want to check that out. I'll also have a link to the story with the Sutton Foster Instagram Live in it if you would like to catch up on those. So, while it does not appear possible for it to happen fry does recommend signing an open letter to the broadway league encouraging them to drop rudin from their membership she yeah. seems to think Good. that that's actually the only way um to do that and that equity cannot actually make it impossible for anybody to work mm. on his production.
1: incredibly frustrating especially now that it lays on the league which are we know have been really effective over the past year at everything <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, all right, Ashley, let's real quick uh, hit a few more things. And as you have probably seen on social media, the first reactions from fans and journalists to the film adaptation of In the Heights have hit social media. I'm going to run through them very quickly. I saw it and I can only I say, say that I
1: want to know. <laughs> uh,
0: I openly cried through the vast majority of this. I, my love for in the heights is very well known,
1: yeah. um, but it
0: is very well done. Um, it, there's some changes. I mean, if, if you're looking Ooh. to see the stage show on there, it is not exactly the stage i mean it it is the stage show but it's not like there are some substantive changes in here Um, uh, but uh M- melissa famero who actually played lynn manuel miranda's sister on brooklyn 99 she said i saw on the heights last night it is everything i wanted it to be and so much more it is epic authentic funny incredibly moving and gorgeous um she uh, points out that Olga Moretas, who is reprising her stage role as Abuela Claudia, mm. is a revelation. Um, then we've got Stuff from Roxanne Gay, um, uh writer, and and is she a professor, too? Either way, the great Roxanne Gay, yes. she is everything. She said, quote, we got to see an early screening of In the Heights, and as someone who loves the musical, I was absolutely enchanted. Anthony Ramos is a sexy little nugget as Zeus Navi, <laughs> and Olga Moretas and Daphne Rubin Vega were outstanding, so joyful and passionate. I hope people love it. I will say... That there is a little unspoken queerness added in to uh, yeah. in the heights that yeah, that was not. They've talked
1: about that. Have they? Uh, okay, before. I don't yeah. That.
0: yeah. So with uh Daphne and um, um Stephanie Beatrix's yeah, character. They're
1: partners' partners, not just business partners.
0: Correct. Yeah. Um, Then our friend Ashley Lee from the, the Los Angeles Times said, In the Heights is everything I ever wanted in a stage screen adaptation because it showcases the spectacle of musical theater by unapologetically using the border tools uh the bolder tools of film. It's very clear that John Chu respects both mediums equally as he brought out the best of each. There's also Olga Moretta's had posted some behind the scenes stuff um as well. And it's just really it's it's really beautiful. Uh, this film and they lean so hard into the musical theater aspects of it. Um, that it is, um, it's really beautiful for somebody who loves that medium and the stage production
1: itself. Very exciting. I'm gonna, this is Monday's episode. I will be watching my copy tonight. So I will, I'm sure, cry the entire time as (laughs) per stand. Of course. As a standard, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's not, that's like our default position yeah. um, for watching anything.
1: <laughs> it, it, the fetal position.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so real quick, I've got a feel good recommendation. Um, I am as, as emphatically a fan of, I am of In the Heights. I'm also that much of a fan of the Skivvies. Yeah. They had their return concert. Um, in the socially distanced masked up, uh, segment of shows that are happening at the Green Room 42 over the weekend, their special guests included Matt Doyle, um, former Tommy Moore guest, of course, um, Nate Hopkins and Diana Huey, um, and they did their whole, um, skivvies thing. So there is a set of videos in the show notes if you would like to check those out. And Lauren yes. Molina does an incredible job of loading every video of every concert, basically, um, Amazing. up on her and the skivvies. Uh, YouTube pages for you to check out.
1: This is exciting. I might, I, I think now that I'm fully vaccinated, uh, I might have to go to the green room soon. I love the green room. It's such a great too. space.
0: Yeah, I got my uh, second shot as well. Yeah. I got to wait a couple weeks or whatever, but I am double vaxxed uh, as well. So very excited. Team
1: so. <laughs> fully vaxxed. I think yeah. <laughs> Grace got hers too this past week. So Did she? I think so. So the three of us, we're ready to take on Manhattan.
0: Except for we're all three in in different states yeah it's not important it's It's (laughs) on travel (laughs) yeah all right everybody that's all we have for today thanks for listening to today on broadway follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at broadway radio and you can find me on twitter and instagram at bww matt ashley where can people find you
1: you can find me on twitter and instagram at no this is ashley all
0: right everybody have a wonderful monday and a wonderful week we will be back to talk to you tomorrow